Tonight, on the fly, we have a very special episode. Our Bay City Rollers, top 10 songs of all time. You guys know, I did an interview a, a few months ago with their current lead singer, the new generation Bay City Rollers, Mr. Ian Thompson. I was really taken in by the Bay City Roller community, and our special guest tonight is one of those ladies, first lady I've interviewed on either one of my podcasts, or all three of my podcasts, Miss Kathleen Stone. She is a huge Bay City Rollers fan since the, the 70s. She went to a, three concerts in the 70s, and she's been to several concerts up until uh, 2019. And she's also an accomplished author. We talk about her books. She's got four books out now. We're working on several more. And we talk about those, but mainly we talk about the Bay City Rollers, and we talk about our top 10 songs of all time. So enjoy, and thank you so much to Miss Kathleen Stone for being our special guest tonight on the fly. Hi guys, a couple months ago, I got a chance to do something that was, was a big thrill for me. Uh, I got to interview one of the Bay City Rollers. Now granted, it wasn't one of the uh, original Bay City Rollers that I grew up watching. And yes, I was a Bay City Rollers fan. I liked the Tartan. I liked the uh, Saturday Night, the Dedication. I liked, I liked those guys, the, the, what was the Saturday morning show they had. I liked that, even though the members of the band don't like it. But I became a big fan of the Bay City Rollers. Still listen to them today, but I got to interview their current lead singer, at least one of the versions of the Bay City Rollers right now, the Stuart, Stuart or Woody Wood. Uh, version of the Bay City Rollers right now, uh, Mr. Ian Thompson. It went great, and I was introduced to a new community as well that took me in, had nothing but nice things to say to me, and really supported what I was doing with my podcast. And uh, one of the people that was a big supporter of everything, they really uh, pushed pushed the interview out there for me and, and went to went to work for me. I'll put it that way with with interviews. Still trying to get me that interview with Stuart Woody Wood, which would be a great thing. If you're listening, Mr. Wood, please, I would love to do an interview with you. So, well, let's get on this. Like, she is an accomplished author. She is a big time Bay City Roller fan. As I found out, she's a uh, you know, I thought I was a pretty big Bay City Rollers fan, which I hadn't kept up with him as much up until the last year or so here lately. But this lady, and the, you know, this is the first time on either one, any one of my podcasts I've interviewed a woman. So she's got a lot. She's got to set. The, yeah, yeah. She's got to set the bar. With me tonight is author and biggest, well, I'm not going to say biggest because we might get in trouble there, but huge Bay City Roller fan, Miss Kathleen Stone. Welcome to the show, Miss Stone, and yes, you are the first woman. Thank you. Wow. So, uh, you should, she should be privileged. Usually, usually I'm, start, I'm talking to these sports guys, and granted, there is going to be a second woman next week, so you, you've got to set the bar. Well, good. You've got to set the bar. Well, tonight. I'm honored to be the first. So, me and you got to talking and about the Bay City Rollers when, when I did the interview with Ian, and uh, tell me a little bit about you, where you grew up, with, or how did you, you get into music? What was the first memory of getting into music that you had? 
Well, I grew up in Illinois, um, and my first memories of music are from my parents. Right. Um, my mom loved the Beatles and Elvis. My oh, dad was more of a country guy. Um, so he was all into Charlie Pride and uh, Johnny Cash and that that kind of thing. So it just kind of morphed from there. Yeah, that's that's pretty much. My mom was the same way. If she worked a Monday through Friday job, and on Saturday mornings when she cleaned the house, she had one of those old record players that looked like a. I don't know how you describe it. it was just, it was a pop-up record player that, and you had like shelves in it you could put stuff in but every Saturday from like 8 to whenever she had Elvis blasting on that so I grew up on a lot of Elvis yeah. and she had some Beatles too so yeah. yeah how did you get into the Bay City Rollers what 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 got you into the Bay City well, Rollers <laughs> well you know I was your typical teenage girl in the 70s and um bought all the teen magazines and things and um, I, I have to say, I think the Partridge family, so David Jesse was a big <laughs> deal for me, even though I was I was still pretty young at that time. Um, and then it was Tony DeFranco. Do, do, are you familiar with the DeFranco family? DeFranco? No, I'm not. You're telling me something here. Heartbeat, it's a love beat. I'm sure you've heard that song. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> that's happened. Um, and then I had heard the song Saturday Night on the radio. Oh, and yeah. Everybody loved that song. It, it was, it's, you know, it, it's obviously a great song. And I would start seeing the Bay City Rollers pictures coming in the magazines. You know, I was in the United States, so we were a little bit late right. um, hearing about them. And then I saw them on TV for the first time, and that was it. I, <laughs> it was like, all that mattered was that I had never experienced anything like it before. Um, so that was in 1975, and I was 12 years old. Okay. I was two years old then, so, you know, I was a little... Yeah. Yeah, I was a little late to... Yeah, no, I wasn't really late to it, but <laughs> I think... I, I'm trying to remember, and I remember Saturday night, we all, we loved that song, and, uh, by the way, guys, we're doing, we're gonna do, when we get through talking here, we're gonna go into a top ten list of our favorite Bay City Roller songs, and we both agreed... That Saturday night should not be on the list because I mean it's it's a given everybody's going to say Saturday night. Which I will tell you this: before you told me that, before you said that, I had Saturday night on the list, but it was not number one. So I will I will say that I'm you know it's kind of like I'm a big yeah. it's kind of like I'm a big Kiss fan, but Rock and Roll All yeah. Night has been played to death, and and you know it's a great song, but it's been played so much that Agreed. you just kind of get. You kind of get tired of, of hearing it. I, I, and that's not yeah. my favorite Kiss song, but we're going to talk about that. We'll get to that in a minute. But I think, uh, what was it, the H.R. Puffin stuff show that they were on Saturday mornings, which I know all the band members hate, uh, but that was what yeah. what got me watching, listening to them, and then the next thing you know, you know, because we were a real, I'd never played an instrument, but as far as listening to music, I love listening to music. I, I, you know, my parents were, of course. I think everybody was in that Columbia Record Club at, uh, at one time or another. <laughs> and my parents were yeah, in, yeah. my parents were in that, and I, I convinced them sometimes to get a Bay City Rollers album. And I think, 
Oh, so they didn't have. They, I don't think they had Columbia Record Club when I was a kid. You actually had to physically go to the store and purchase an album. Yeah, we. So my we, girlfriend Patty and I. Yeah, we were always walking uptown to Dog Ear Records to see what the latest albums were. Um, it was, yeah, it was quite a different time. Don't you miss that in a way sometimes? I do. I, yeah, absolutely, I do. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love the technology of being able, you know, like right now, I can go on my Apple Music, I can pull up whoever I, I want to on Apple Music, listen to it, but I miss the days when you had... Something in your hand, whether it was an album, a cassette, or a CD, and and I mean, I, I've said it time and time again on the show. I I used to read all the liner notes of an album or a cassette or a CD. I used to read the whole thing when I since I yep. got it, and uh, but I was trying yep. to learn everything about it. And you know, just like on the on the back of the dedication album, I, I think that was the first Bay City Roll album I got. I can remember reading. Who wrote what song and all this stuff and and you know just stuff like that stupid stuff so I can yeah. know as much useless yeah. information as I do right now, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I well, I would be disappointed. I would be disappointed when there weren't any liner notes. I would too. A lot of the times, you you open an album, you pull it out, and it was nothing but a sheet of plastic or paper. Well, like with the cassette, if you bought, let me see how you say it, a newer like it was an older older cassette that you liked, like you discovered a band and you went back and wanted to buy one of the older cassettes and they would just have the little you know nothing on the inside of it and I'd be like really this is great not right. the lyrics or anything to it but uh yeah I think dedication was actually the first album that they bought for me and we had our record store we weren't as lucky as you are to be able to walk down the street to one we had one about about 25 miles away and uh, that was so if we go, we'd go every Friday night, most of the every Friday night to the mall, and I would. That was the first place I went to. I'd hit that, and I just start. I yeah. spent an hour in there just looking through stuff, and and maybe buy something if yeah. if I had some money. But yeah, I I remember the vinyl I had, and I still have dedication, and I still have. Oh gosh, what's the other one I have in there? It's a game. There's three of them I have, mm-hmm. and I have. Yeah. name of that third one i have it's got to be rock and roll love letter because they were the the ones after after that i didn't get, ever get the the early ones like that but uh they were the three yeah. i still have to this day but uh so concerts how many bay city rollers yes. concerts have you been to well back in the day i went to three um i went to my first ever concert in 1976 um, to see them at the old, uh, oh, shoot, what was the name of it? I think it was the Uptown Theater in Chicago, which is no longer there. Um, and then in 1977, I saw them twice, um, as a four-man band. Um, they were down to just four members Alan at that was point. Um, well, at that point, Alan had been gone, and then he was replaced um, by Ian Mitchell, and then yeah, Ian left. Mitchell left. He was replaced with Pat McGlynn, who wasn't there very long either. Um, and then they just stayed a four piece after that. Right, right. I, I, I do remember the whole Ian thing back then because I was thought it was yeah. 
just looking you know you didn't have the internet to find out everything about them but just looking at the, the album right, seeing exactly. the difference. but uh so what was your most recent have you have you been to any recent ones I yes, I have been to all of their recent shows um, in the United States. Um, they they played four shows in September of 2018. I was at all of those, and then they came back to the United States um, in April of uh, my brain. April 2019. Right. Um, they did they did three states, and I was there. Um, I also was blessed to see them in Scotland with my sister. Wow! Um, in February, February of 2019, and then uh, most recently would have been November. Um, this past November 2019 in Canada, in front of 4,000 people. Wow! Well, I've got to ask you this: the three you went to back in the 70s, how crazy was the atmosphere there? Because they were they were at oh, their peak in popularity then. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Um, the first show in 1976, I didn't see a whole lot because everybody <laughs> was standing on the chairs. Um, people were on other people's shoulders, so I didn't really see a whole lot of the show. And there was so much screaming that you really didn't hear a whole lot of it either. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I just remember. Then, uh, I just remember listening to a dedication album uh, when they're the intro to Yesterday's Hero. When you hear the guy uh, over the, yeah. the loudspeaker talking to the crowd, telling them to back up because people get crushed and oh. a girl broke her leg and stuff like. That. I remember hearing that back when I was a kid, and I was like, "Wow!" And seeing right. the pictures up there of everybody, that had that had to be a really crazy atmosphere, though. It was. I mean, the second time I saw them, um, also in Chicago, was it was complete mayhem. I mean, the girls were jumping on the stage. I don't know how they were getting through security, but they were. They were jumping on the stage, attacking the guys. Security would run over. They just literally picked them up and tossed them back into the crowd. <laughs> just tossed them back into the crowd like they were ragdolls. And I just stood there thinking, oh my gosh, this is, this is, I didn't think of it as history in the making back then, you know, I was right. 13, um, but now you look back at it and it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is, I, I can't imagine going through, how close were you to the, uh, to the front? Not close at all, and I was not one of those people who would, you know, take my friend's hand and try to muscle our way down there. That just wasn't me. I'm a total rule follower. I stayed in my seat. <laughs> and I didn't try to break any of the rules. You know, I, that, that just wasn't my personality at all. Yeah, so uh, we're going to get ready to get into this top ten list. Uh, and I, I, hope you okay. got, I hope you got yours ready. Because I'm going to start off. And, uh, my number ten, and I told you earlier when we were, we were messaging back and forth, my number ten is probably one that a lot of people don't wouldn't have on their list. Uh, it's from Rock and Roll Love Letter, but I think the intro to the song when I first heard it was what really got me. And then it's, it's just a great song to me. Uh, it's one I still listen to over and over. I've got it on my playlist. Uh, Eagles Fly. Uh, that's that's one of oh, my yeah. yeah. Uh, that's one of my favorite yeah. Bay City Roller song. I think it's just a great song. What have you got at number 10? Yeah. 
Um, let's see. Um, for number 10, I have the song Ride, which was from, shoot, the name of the album is Ricochet, which was their, kind of their last album with Duncan Four as their uh-huh. singer. I don't know if you're familiar with any of the See, that, three albums that yeah, he those, did with them. I've got them. Uh, I've got them on my phone, but I, I have to listen to them too. I have not listened. Yeah, to they Ricochet. didn't. Yeah, they didn't get a whole lot of credit. Um, but Ricochet was really an amazing album, and and I really like that song. You should check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna write. I'm writing down these songs that you got, so I can in case. There's some I haven't listened to before. And I told you after that, I'm pretty pretty predictable and so on. Because number nine for me is from, uh, it's a game and it's a, it's a ballad. And the way I feel tonight. I remember hearing that, you know, we were all, after the dedication album, we were just waiting for a, Ro- a Bay City Rose album to come out. And when it came out, I remember getting it and listening to the whole album. And, and that was a, that was one that really stood out there. And I've got, I think I have a, no, I don't have another one from that album up there. But that's the way I feel tonight from It's a Game is uh, my number nine. Who you got at number nine? That's a great song. Yeah, that's a, that's a great song. Um, my number nine is, um, again, it's another song with Duncan on lead vocals. Um, Hello and Welcome Home from the Elevator album, uh-huh. which was the first album they did with Duncan. Okay. See, these are ones I'm going to have to check out. That's, that's why I like doing with somebody that knows more about this than I do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check these out. All right, my number, well, I'm no expert. <laughs> well, you did, but you know more than I do. You, you kept up with them more than I have. I'm, a, You know, after after the whole, I guess, the, kind of the fight and the split, when they kept having people go in and out, I just kind of lost track of them and... Uh, up until the internet came along, I, that was when I really started keeping up with them then. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna definitely have to check those out. Um, number eight for me is "Summer Love Sensation." Uh, that's one of those. I don't know. When you, it's so so funny. When I watched one of the biggest things for me was when VH1. One of, and I don't know why they don't do it anymore. Behind the music. When they used to do the Behind the Music series, it was a great series. Mm-hmm. And when I heard some of these songs on uh, on the Behind the Music of the Bay City Rollers, I was like, man, that takes me back. And and Some Love Sensation was one. I've watched some documentaries and hear it, hear it on that. And, and it just really sticks out. For me, number eight is Some Love Sensation. What have you yeah, got? Yeah, that's eight? a great song too. It's it's very it just it just gets you in a feel good mood. Yeah, it does. It Definitely. Does. And now, who have you okay, got at number eight? Number eight? Um, number eight, I have Don't Let the Music Die. Okay. Which I have to be honest, I've never, at least when I was younger, I was never a fan of ballads. You know, I was 12, 13, 14, it was like, ah, you know. And <laughs> so I always liked, I always liked the more poppy songs, the, the fun songs. I wasn't a big ballad girl. Um... But that one was definitely one of my favorites, and and always gets me choked up. Okay, and like I said, I, I am real predictable on one on mine. These are the the standout. You could do the, you could look at the greatest hits album, look at the ones I'm doing now. Uh, for me, number seven is Bye Bye Baby. 
Baby by mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know yeah, I've heard that one uh, plenty one. of times and, and remember listening to it when I was a kid. Uh but Bye Bye Baby is is, is my number seven and uh see see you've do you're doing all the the obscure ones so far that I haven't heard of it, which I you know, with a I told you <laughs> a big Bay City Rover fan may say, He's crazy. These are not obscure, you know, I listen to these yeah. all the time but uh who have you got at number seven? Yeah. Um, number seven, I have Love Brought Me Such a Magical Thing, and I'm I'm going to say it's because it was really, I think, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, um, it's the first song that Woody ever sang solo on his own. Yes. Okay. If I'm wrong, I hope somebody corrects me, but I think I'm right. And you know... Because he, he, he was always my favorite, yeah. and when he finally had a whole song to himself, it was... Unbelievable. Woody has always been my favorite uh, Bay City Rover member. Nothing against anybody else, but uh, Woody just seemed like the most laid back and and carefree guy. And he was, you know, it seemed like he's always joking around. But he seemed like really quiet. And you know, to hear him get a, get a song on his own, that you know, that I've, that's another one I've got to listen to there. Yeah. So yeah, he he's definitely a genuine class act guy. I can tell you that. Yeah. Sounds like you've had some dealings with him before. You've, have you ever met Woody before? I've met him several times, yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Number six for me, Give a Little Love. And uh, like I said, these are the mm-hmm. hits and, and what I remember. I remember the video for this one where they're all walking around the cars and stuff like that. But uh, just such a great yes. time for the Bay City Rollers back then and uh, at the height of yeah. popularity. So what have you got at number six? At number six, I have Mama Lie, which I don't believe was ever on an actual album. I think it might have been a, a B-side of a single, okay. a 45. But I think in the one of the re-releases that they did in the last several years um, has it on a CD collection. Okay. I think, I think it might have been from the dedication album i could be wrong so the dedication re-release period yeah i I think that it's from that time period okay Okay. that's a great and what was what was the name of it again lots of fields mama lie mama lie m-a-m-a and then l-i i'll have to check that out too and for for the people out there like if you're a young kid listening to us and you're wondering what the heck was she just talking about with the 45 uh, that was a little record. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little record uh, that that you like a kind of like a CD single, but it was a little it was a little record that you had you had to put an adapter on the on the thing. I remember that. That was I can't. I I remember going to the record store and buying those too. Um, mm-hmm. Number five for me is Money Honey, and I think uh, I want to say oh, I, yeah. I think Eric wrote that uh, and uh, just. Just a good melody, good, and it's it's one of those poppies, poppy song. Not not the sappy ballad, but it's a poppy song, and I'll I'll get to the. Well, I've got a couple of ballads up here. Well, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, didn't Eric and Woody both write that song? I think so. I think if you remember hearing I think they did. Eric, Eric, let me see. I'm gonna look up here real quick. See you. That's why. Hey. That's why I got you up here. Yeah, Eric and Stewart. <laughs> Eric and, and Woody yeah. both wrote this. So, Money, Honey, yeah. that was from the Rock Roll Love Letter album. Yes, yes. 
I think a lot of credit is given to Eric, but yeah, Woody needs Woody needs his due there too because they you know they were a great songwriting team. Yep, exactly. And I mean, there's a lot on you know, just looking at the track listing on Rock and Roll Love Letter one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of the eleven songs wrote by Eric and, and Woody. So exactly, uh, exactly. Yep. So, uh, they, That's why it's one of my favorite albums. Yeah, it's, it's a great album. They're, they're, they, they sound like the backbone of this. Let me look at dedication and see what... Uh, no, one, two, three. Three out of ten on that one. They kind of went... But they had some covers mm-hmm. on that. They had some outside writers coming in on that. Uh, but uh, So, number five for you. Number five for me would be Rock and Roll Love Letter. <laughs> See, now everybody knows that one. Yeah, everybody, you're getting into the into the ones I know now. Rock and Roll Love Letter. And then number four for me is kind of like the one I guess that started all. They they had a show based on this one, Shangalang. And I really, growing up as a kid, I didn't really care for the song. It was okay. But the more I listened to it, like I said... Watching some of the documentaries and, and watching the behind the music and hearing it over and over again, I'm like, you know, it's, it's kind of catchy now. But uh, then I became a yeah. fan of Shangalang is my number four. What do you got, number four? Number four, I have um, Let's Go. Let's Go. Okay. All right. And number three. Which was on um, the first American album that we got here but I, I'm pretty sure it appeared on an earlier album for them. I'm looking at the... I think. I'm looking at the one. Is that the regular Bay City Rollers self-title album? Bay City Rollers? Yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. There's number... F- yeah. Let's go a-hugging and a-kissing in the moonlight. Yeah. Okay. It's a very catchy tune. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I haven't listened to that one either. I got, I got, I got lit. I'm. You're giving me some. And see, that's why I like this, because, there's, you know, I've done top ten lists with people over the over the past uh, year or so. I've done several with uh, people that, and they'll do their top ten songs or whatever. And it's, and half the time, it's a lot of songs I haven't heard before. And I'm always looking for something to listen to. And see, that's why I'm yeah. excited about this. Number three for me, and. One of these ballads, and it's dedication. And the thing that I don't—I'll go ahead and tell you. There, you know, there's what three different versions of the song. There's the Ian version, which I don't like because I feel like he's just speaking. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he is. And I do—I like the left song. And I know. Anyway, I'm not gonna go there. But <laughs> well, I think those. Are, I think. <laughs> I think those were the only two versions, aren't they? It was two. I thought it was three. Maybe I'm wrong, but the two versions. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, you're probably right. But the two versions, and I, I know sometimes when I have it on my on my iPhone, and I'll 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 hit it, and it comes up to the the Ian version. I'm like, oh my gosh. I guess I'm just used to the less version so much. Not saying it's a bad version, but I just I'm I just prefer the less version yeah. of it. But uh, well, yeah. yeah, everybody has their opinions. Uh, dedication for me, you know, I listened to it so many times. When all this stuff with with technology came along, one of the first albums, well, Bay City Roller albums I got was Dedication, and that was my favorite song off that. 
Well, not my favorite song off that. I can't say that because there's two more. But Dedication was always one of my yeah. favorite Bay City Roller songs. So, number three for you. Number three for me was, or is, um, Rock and Roller, which is on the Dedication album. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll talk about that in a few minutes as well. Um, and I always love I always love that song because um, we got to hear three different voices singing, yep. and it was the first time that I had ever heard Woody sing. Yeah. And it just I, just, I fell in love with it immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll talk about and that it's, in it's a few minutes. it's a knocker. Minutes. Yeah, not going to give anything away, but I'll talk about that in a few minutes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Number two for me is, all, you know, my top three is all from the Dedication album. Number two for me is Yesterday's Hero. I talked about it a little bit earlier. Just just listen to it. I remember the first time and you hear the crowd and you hear the guy talking, like I said, over the bullhorn. And then hearing them, hearing, hearing the crowd say the, the beat, spell out the Bay City Rollers. And then when they get to the end yeah. and hear the music kick in, oh, man, it's, it's, it's great. And, and the song is great, too. Uh and then hearing at the end, the guy telling the crowd to get back and all this stuff, uh, it just gives you that feel of a, a Bay City Rollers concert. But it, it's a great song as well. But uh, Yesterday's mm-hmm. Hero is, is, is my number two. So let's I hear. actually have chills. I actually have chills right now thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, and it, it's a, you know, I, I, that's one I always go back to. And like I said, I've got... Several, I, I do a lot of running, and that, that'll come up on my running playlist uh, a few times. And also with my number one, it'll come up on there, too. But uh, num- number two, definitely Yesterday's Heroes for me. What do you, what you got at number two? My number two is Too Young to Rock and Roll. Now, I've heard that Another one really rocking song that I love, yeah. The album it's on is escaping me at the moment. I think it's... Brain cramp. Oh, you're going to be in trouble now. I know, I know. Don't take my Bay City roller cart away from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I'm drawing a blank. I'm working, yeah. but my internet is so crappy. that. It's... Oh, you know what? It might be It might be on the, I think it's, shoot, is it on the, the, the Rock and Roll Love Letter or the Wouldn't You Like It I've... album? Shoot, I can't remember. And I don't have my internet on, so I can't look. It's on. Uh, it's on. Wouldn't you like it? Ah, okay. Yeah, there it's you on. Go. Wouldn't you like it? Yeah. Uh, that was wrote by Les. Wow. He wrote a lot on that album too, by itself. That's not it. <laughs> okay. So number one, and you talked mm-hmm. about my number one a little bit earlier, uh, and. Pretty much for the same reasons that that you like this song is the reasons I like this song is because you got to hear three different voices. I'm talking about rock and roller, and to hear yep, the start yep. of it when it just it just comes on and it is heavy, doesn't sound like you know them and, and it, the start of it. I, I don't know if it's keyboards and, and mixed with guitar. It's got a great intro to it, uh, but to hear Woody and Eric sing. Uh, that that was great. I thought it, you know, that was one of the first things that stuck out to me. Wow, 
we got three different voices up there. And then just to hear Woody mm-hmm. sing, like like you said, Woody's my favorite. But to hear Woody get to sing, uh, and it's got a great great hook to it too. I I, I love the chorus. It does. Uh, it, it just sucks you right in. But Rock and Roller is number one for me uh, by yeah. by far. That's that's always one of my favorite Bay City Rollers. And you know what's fun is to hear them sing it live now um, with, with Woody's new band, and it's just, it's even better. Even better. Yeah, with Ian, with, who, does the bass? Does with the bass, Ian, uh, Marcus Cordock, yeah, yeah. He's, he's the bass player. So okay. it would be Woody, Ian, and Marcus. Right, that's what I was going to say. I thought the, uh, Marcus got the, the uh, other, other voice in there. I did watch, I, yeah. before I did the Ian interview, I did get to watch, uh, I think somebody put up, maybe it was from Japan, when they went over, uh, they had a, mm-hmm. kind of like the highlights of it, and I got to hear them play rock and roller, and I actually talked to Ian about rock and roller, and he was just like talking about how fun a song that was to, to get to play live, so yeah, it's just a great, yeah. great song, I love rock and roller. So now, we get to hear your number one. Okay. My number one is Wouldn't You Like It. Now, that was on the outside for me coming going in. That was like number 11 for me because I struggled. I almost put that in my top 10. But that's, it's hard. <laughs> it's just fun. It is. I mean, it, you think about it. When you're as big a fan, and I'm, I'm a big fan, but as big a fan as you are, I can only imagine, like when I did my Kiss Top 10, I was like, how am I going to leave this song out? And, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah, it feels like you're deserting something. (laughs) But uh, wouldn't you like it? That was like my number 11, and I debated on on putting that in. Uh, I like the the beat of it, and then the, the, I think, the growling voice that comes in every once in a while. Uh, That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you like it at, at number one? That's that's pretty cool. So I don't think you'll lose your Bay yeah. City roller card after after this top ten. <laughs> okay, we'll good. we'll see we'll see what the comments are when when this comes out because they probably <laughs> they might stone me for for he's got one of those typical lists. But uh, anyway, nah, that's nah, our, I don't like, love it either way. Like I say every time I do a top ten list with somebody, that's our top ten. It's not your top ten. If you don't like it, let us know. Let us know what your top ten is. If you got a list you right, want to get exactly. sent in, let us know. I love getting responses from people and uh, love to see your top ten. But that's the ones we like. It's not saying in particular it's the greatest Bay City Royal song that's ever been. We all know Saturday night is going to be everybody's, oh, that's my favorite. But yeah. we decided to leave that off right. just because it was so obvious. Uh, but... Well, you know, everybody has different experiences, and everybody has songs that mean something to them, um, whether it was the first time they heard it or right. the most recent time they heard it. So everybody's going to have a different list, which yeah. is great. And, and that's what that's what makes it so That's why I love doing these top tens, because, like I said, it's always different. If, if it was all, everybody had the same ones, I think it would be kind of boring. So, And you've given me something oh, to look forward yeah. to to, uh, to listen to now. Now, we have to talk about this. There was word coming out of the new generation Bay City Roller band, which is, uh-huh. is Woody's band, that they're working on new music for the first time in, what, 20, 
25, 30 years. Yeah. They're working on new yeah, music, which is, which is cool that they're working, that new Very group exciting. is working on that. Uh, uh, matter of fact, I think there was a picture that came out earlier this week with Woody and Ian together and said they had been working on yeah. some stuff. So uh, kind of a, yeah. a, a cool time for Bay City Roller fans. If you're Bay City Roller fans, you should be excited because they're, they're going to be new Bay City Rollers music coming out. Oh, and, yeah. And We're Woody, very, very excited. And Woody has released his, his solo stuff, and that that's pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a good time to be a oh, Bay he, City Roller he, fan. Yeah, he is a very talented songwriter and musician. I, I don't think people even really know um, the depths of his talent. You know, he's he's very humble, um, and, and that's one of the things you love about him. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of great things going on, and it's a very, very exciting time for Bay City Rollers fans. Well, you know, he's he's one of them that's kept the whole thing going. You know, and there's other members out there that are, that are doing their thing, but he's one of them that really looks like he stepped to the forefront and wants to keep the Bay City Rollers alive. And uh, you know, hats yeah. off to him for doing it all these years. And just a, sounds like a great guy. Like I said earlier, Mister Mister Woody. Uh, I'd love to be able to talk to you about uh, all this stuff, but uh, you know, give me a call or just—I already sent you a message. I already sent you a message, so I know you're busy right now. Just give me a give me a message back. <laughs> I'm just messing. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'll still be a fan. Um, now, speaking of talent, let's talk hey. a little bit about you. Let's talk. You're you're an, okay. an accomplished author. Uh, you've got a four-book series. It, uh, four books, Haven, Whiplash, Headcase, and Whispers on a String. And I, what, yes. what, didn't you get a, some kind of award earlier this week? Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, well, let me, just, let me just back up a step here. Okay. Um, the th- first three books of mine, Headcase, Whiplash, and Haven, that's a three-book series. The Headcase series. Um, Whisper. Whispers on a String is, is on its own, so it isn't okay. connected to those in any way. Um, but, yeah, um, just within the last month, I think, um, my Whispers on a String novel um, won two awards. Wow. Um, it won, the, won a finalist award in the National, in the National Independent Excellence Awards. And then it won an honorable mention in the Author Shout Reader Ready Awards. So I'm very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, you should be. You should be. And she was, <laughs> let me tell you about this lady. This lady hardly knows me. She just knows me from uh, talking back and forth about the Bay City Rollers. And is nice enough to send me an autographed copy of Whispers on a String. So I've got an award-winning uh, author's book that I haven't had a chance to read yet, but I am yeah, I, that, that, that's pretty. Oh, that's okay. Looks like a pretty good story from what I read on the outside. So, what got you into writing? Um, you know, I I just remember from a very small age that I, as soon as I could learn to read and write, I was writing, making up stories, um, and it just kind of morphed from there. Um, I did a lot of journalism classes in high school and writing classes and that kind of thing. But I never, I, I never um, took the plunge where I was comfortable enough with my creative writing right. to let anybody see anything. So it took me many, many years, which is 
kind of a big regret that I have because I wish I had taken the plunge earlier. Um, so my first book, Headcase, which was originally published back in 2002. So that was the first time I had ever been published. And then uh, the follow-up to that, Whiplash, was published in 2003. And then due to life things happening and all sorts of stuff, the third book in the series, which is called Haven, didn't get published until 14 years later um, in, I think it was 2016, that one finally came out. Um, but yeah, I was always afraid to let anybody read anything I wrote because I thought, oh, no, this isn't very good, this sucks. <laughs> You, you know, that, you sound, you know, that whole thing. You sound like George McFly from Back I, to the Future. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did not have, you know, I, I, I didn't really have the confidence. Um, but now that's different. It's like, uh, you know, if you don't like it, that's okay. That's fine, yeah. It's well, not for everybody, you know. No, no. And I, I definitely am going to sit down and, and get to work on reading that book. Uh, but if somebody out there wanted to buy one of these books, where would they go? Tell it, give us the links. You know, of course, I'm sure they're on Amazon.com, uh, but where is there other places they can buy these books? Oh, well, I think they're on a website called Powell's Books. Uh-huh. Um, that's a new one that has been told to me recently. Um, you can also get to them through my website, which is KathleenStone.org. Uh-huh. Um, I think, you know, there might be other retailers, um, that are, that have the books. I just don't know what they are. And you do I'm, have I'm like a Kindle about, version of them, right? A Kindle version of them. Correct. Yes. And actually right now, um, it's funny that you asked because gotcha. at, starting today until next Wednesday, I'm having a 99 cent sale on the Kindle versions of all four books. Right. Um, a summer sale to celebrate the award that I'm really excited about. Um, so all of my Kindle books are available right now for 99 cents so did, on Amazon. Now tell me this. I'm not, like I said, I, I, I definitely will probably will never be an author. But what was, how long of a process was it to get your first book published? <clears throat> it was a long process. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you, when you, Factor in the time that it takes to write a book, which is a long time. Right. I mean, especially if you're working a full-time job. So the only time you have to spare is your evening hours and your weekend hours. Writing the book is a long process. And then there's editing and proofreading and all that other stuff. Um, the longest part of that is at, well, back in 2002... I did, there wasn't really the internet and all of that um, that made things a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so everything was done by snail mail, sending letters to agents hoping that they might want to represent you or sending letters to publishers. And, you know, it's rejection after rejection after rejection. And it can be a little disconcerting and you start to think, well, maybe I really do suck. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> you think, well, nobody's interested. I mean... One rejection letter I got, and I will never forget it because it's, it's what I base everything on right now. Um, they told me, unless you're, Daniel King, um, unless you're Daniel Steele or Stephen King, you might as well just forget it. 
Wow. And I thought, wow, how boring would this world be if they were the only two people writing books? Exactly. Exactly. I, you know? I read a lot, so and I, I can tell you, read, I, don't, I don't read many what? Danielle Steele books, I'll tell you that way. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, that's been a constant motivator for me ever since. Um, because I thought, wow, that's really a horrible thing to say to a writer because there's so many people out there with such talent that deserve, you know, to be seen and known. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a long process, you know, in the old days. Now, I'm not going to say it's not a long process. Um, it's a different process. Right. Because you have emails and you have websites and you, it, it, everything goes so much faster because you're not waiting for the mail or to, to print out, you know, 10 manuscript copies to mail them out to people. Um, so it is a lot different, but um, I re-released Headcase and Whiplash, my first two books. I redid them because at the time they came out, I was married. Um, so my married name was still on the books, and I wanted to change that. I wanted all of my books to have the same name, which is my current name. Um, so I re-released those two books in 2017 or 18. I can't remember. I think it was 17. Um, but three years ago, I was able to quit my job and become a full-time writer um, so that makes things a lot easier when you have all day um, oh, yeah. to work on your book. You know, it's not just two hours here, two hours there, whenever you can cram them in. Um, so I'm very lucky that I'm able to um, spend my days doing what I love to, you know, create these books and get them published. And these are, this is like a, all of these are based like a rock and roll stories pretty much, right? Well, well, the, the Headcase series is um, definitely rock and roll based. Um, it's a it's it's a fiction series about a rock and roll band, basically your hair type band, you oh, know, yeah. from the eighties. Yeah. We're talking, you know, um, so that yeah, so that is based around that kind of band. Um, Whispers on a string. While there is a band element and a, and a huge musical element to the book. Um, it's not necessarily um, based on a on a band. Okay. It's a fictitious band, but that's only one side of the story. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at uh, the Amazon site right now to see. It says two more sellers, but it doesn't give me a name there. But Amazon, if you want to find all these books, Amazon. Uh, like she said, the Kindle versions are 99 cents. Give this a chance. I'm definitely going to read, uh, start with Whispers, uh, reading that uh, as soon as we get through with this. I'll, I'll just, when I get some time here. <laughs> uh, and I, you know what? When you sent it, I opened it up and I, you know, I looked at, I flipped through it and I didn't even realize for the second time I flipped through it that you had put a little uh, inscription in there for me. And I, I really appreciate that. That was so nice of you. But uh, oh, okay. last question for you. I gotta, I gotta yes. find out your first when this first book got published. How did it feel when you found out this first book got published? My first book ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it 
it was um, it was unbelievable. Yeah. It was like I finally did this all these years, and um, I was very nervous <laughs> because you know it's like you're putting yourself out there raw and naked for people to judge you or love you or you know what I mean. Yeah, you just don't know what the reaction is going to be, and you know what? It's, the story's not for everybody. I, no. I, I get that. Um, but it was very exciting and very nerve-wracking at the same time because I just didn't know. Um, you know, I worked in a high school English department at the time that that book came out. So that made it doubly nerve-wracking because of my colleagues. I didn't know what they were going to think, you know. But they were all very supportive um, and and helped me along my journey. And it, it's been a good one. Yeah, and it, looking at reviews... Uh Looking at reviews on on Headcase, all five star reviews. So every somebody liked it. There's there's four or five reviews on there, and they're all five stars. So somebody liked it, guys. Give this give this stuff a chance. I will have the links on my Facebook page where you can check these out. Uh, if you got a Kindle, I mean, you are you're gonna buy four books for ninety nine cent a piece. I mean, come on. If, you, if you're looking for something good to read, check this stuff out, guys. I'm sure it's gonna be great. I'm gonna check out uh the book she sent me and i mean kathleen what can i say i've had a blast today this is her me first too. this is her first podcast by the way guys and it, like i said the first woman i've had on any of my podcasts so you set the bar high i hope the guests we have next week I, will uh, i hope so and look, there was—if anybody ever thought you were nervous, they—they're lying because I couldn't—I couldn't hear any nerves at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, that's good. That's good. But I've really I enjoyed. Psyched myself up for it. You—you you psyched yourself up for it. I like that. I, uh, oh wait, I have one more thing. I have one more thing to tell you. Okay. For the for the whispers on the string book. Uh huh. It actually—I created a soundtrack for it. Oh really? Songs that are um, important in the book, or songs that I listen to while writing the book. Okay. Because um, I'm always listening to music while I'm writing. So there's a, a soundtrack. There's a song list at the end of the book, listing all the songs. But then on Spotify, I created an actual song list that you can listen to with all okay. of those songs. All right, I'll have to check that out. So there's Spotify, a soundtrack so. that actually goes with it. That's cool. I mean, you talk, and people, I don't know how, and I talk to a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds, but, and a lot of them are the same way as I am, and it sounds like you are too. Like, when I, I like I like to run. I'm into running and, and doing stuff like that, but, like, if I'm cutting grass, it, or if I'm running, I've got to have music. I've got to have my headphones on and listen to music, or it just doesn't go well. Uh, it, I won't. I will yeah. not run if I've got a run planned and something goes wrong with my music stuff. I will not run. Uh, you know, it's. I it's, hear you. It's yeah. so important. It gets you. It's like it gives you an extra motivation. And like you said, every memory I have of things probably has uh, some musical uh, element to it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many, yeah. so many songs that that I could tell you right now that I've got. I've got memories of doing this. Like I said, Elvis. Uh, I can remember, you, you talk about Elvis, and I don't know if you remember this album or not, but I just remember when my mom came home with, uh, it was a, one of the last albums he did, Moody Blue, and it was a blue vinyl, and uh, mm-hmm. she used to play it all the time right there at the end, and I was like, 
But the thing that stood out for me that was that blue vinyl. I hope she still has it. But uh, yeah, it just right. stood out. That, that's a memory there. And uh, but you know, so many music is so important in in people's lives. I mean, it, different things. What would you do without music, really? Right, I I totally it would be agree. A I mean, world. I have music playing all the time when I'm cooking dinner or you know all day while I'm working. It's 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 a definite motivator and um, it's very special in many ways. Yeah, it definitely is. And so glad we got to talk tonight. We have, you know that that was one Me of the things too. I said. Uh, you know, I was going over some. Uh, like other bands, top ten lists. I wrote down a list of, of top ten I want to do and get. And you know, you want to get somebody that that has has some knowledge of the band, of course. And I got to Bay City Rollers, and I said, you know what, I'm going to take a chance because I actually asked another person about uh, another person about another band, and they turned me down. They were like, no, I don't feel comfortable talking. And I was, you know, you kind of get nervous. You, you kind of get nervous about it then, and you're like. Okay, I'm gonna ask her anyway. You know, maybe she'll be okay with it. It's so glad you you decided to do it. Really had a blast talking to you. Hope we can we can do. It. Maybe when the new Bay City Roller stuff come out, we can talk about that and have you back on the show. There you go. Or the next. Or the, there is there go. another book in the making? Um. Yes, I actually have four manuscripts in the works right now. Oh, wow. Believe it or not. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like when. Yeah, so I have, I don't want to call it a sequel to Whispers on the String. I, I prefer to call it, like, the companion book. Right. Because where Whispers on a String is told by the female um, lead character, um, the next book is going to be told from the male's point of view. Wow. His story. So it isn't really a sequel because you could read either one of the books and not have to have read the other one. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, well. And I also... Go ahead. Um, the, the manuscript that I'm currently seriously working on um, came to me in a dream um, back in March. And it was so in the forefront of my mind that I kind of put everything else to the side, and that's the one that I've been working on. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've got four incomplete manuscripts that I have. Um, I, where I'm motivated is where I go. So I, right. I couldn't tell you which one would be published next. <laughs> well, the next one that comes out, we got to have you back on the show to talk about it. Definitely. Okay. I would love it. Well, sounds like a plan. You just keep me posted. And uh, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, we've had a blast with Miss Kathleen Stone talking about the Bay City Rollers, talking about her books. Uh, our top ten list, like we said, our top ten list. Share out your top ten list if you want to. I'll be more than glad to to have it put on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, it's fun to do this. Like we said, it would be boring if everybody agreed on the same thing. It's just fun to do it. Miss Kathleen, thank you so much. You've been a great guest, and I've had a blast talking. We've definitely got to do this again in the future. Oh. Thank you. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. All right, guys. Definitely would do it again. All right, guys. That is Miss Kathleen Stone on the fly.